Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's the Melchester Odyssey again. Here we are going through the best of Royal Rovers the 1980s. 208 pages of scorching soccer action. If you haven't bought a copy yet to read along with, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Because they're affordable. They're about, what, eight quid, I think? I know. It's on a the small Amazon. price to play, pay for one of the greatest stories ever told. I mean, you'd, you'd probably spend Ooh. eight quid on your um, on a Bible or the Koran, if you're a Muslim, <laughs> or whatever the Jewish book is, if you're Jewish. Don't know what that is. Old Testament, I think. I'm having a look now, see how much they're going for. Oh, oh, £17.03 now. What, the Royal Rovers? Well, that's what they call the top-white yeah. time machine effect. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. £17.03, and that's just in good condition. That's not even very not even good. excellent. If you want a very good one, it's £22.99. The good thing about mine is it was bought, like yours actually, it was bought in a shop over 10 years ago. Yes. In the Suffolk seaside town of Albra, browsing around a shop, found it amidst a load of other less interesting books. I was probably mm-hmm. in there with my wife. She was buying, you know, some sort of piece of great literary mm-hmm. significance. And as she was at the till, I went, yep. hold up. <laughs> I've just found Roy the Rover's best of the 80s. <laughs> Can I get that as well, please? Yeah. And I've been reading it ever since, really. I mean, I read uh, it in one sitting at the time, and now, well, I mean, mm-hmm. effectively, it's paid for itself, really, hasn't it? That's that's establishing our credentials there mm. as proper hardcore fans. If you want the 1970s book, mm-hmm. which we're going to be getting into after this, that starts at £30.92 per wow. copy. Wow, and I'd get it now because those prices could go up. Yeah. I mean, that uh, certainly want, when I bought it, it didn't cost that much. It's, if you want a brand new one on Amazon, it is uh, £101.94. Fuck off. <laughs> what, the best of the 70s? Why yeah. don't they just print more of them? Yeah. I mean, I've got to jump on well. the 60s and 50s ones now while I can. I'm, I'm going to do that today straight after we finish recording. Oh, there are 50s and 60s ones? Yeah. Are there? Yeah, we're not going to go back and go through them, though, are we? But I, yeah, but I don't care. I'm going to own them. You want to have a copy of no them? No one can stop me reading them in my own private time. Yeah, I suppose so. Mm. Best of the 1950s is £13.63. Bargain. You can get it on Kindle, though. Fuck that. Current, currently out of stock. Oh, my God. What about the 60s? 60s. 
£13.63 as well. Get it tomorrow. Yeah. Prime. Oh, I'll be getting Six it tomorrow. Six left in stock. Bang. Buy Prime. now. Bang. Done. Prime. I've done it. I've done it. It's coming tomorrow. It's also coming along with uh, an Art of Noise compilation CD that I bought earlier today. You love CDs, don't you, mate? I do. Remind yeah. me why it is that now you only get CDs. Well, what should I get? Vinyl? Should I be buying vinyl no, at 25 quid a pop? just getting it off uh, Spotify or downloading it or something. I don't something. trust Spotify. I don't yeah, trust this Spotify. Is the, this is not the, this not is... everything's on Spotify. This one I've ordered today isn't on Spotify. Right. Because I was going to try before I bought it. It's not on Spotify. Also, I like to have the hard copies. So you can touch in it. In my own possession. So I can touch them, yeah. Fair enough, mate. Um, Spotify's all well and good, but, you know, same with DVDs. I see people complaining that such and such isn't on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I think, yeah, it's on my fucking shelf, though, you cunt, because I bought the DVD. Because I'm not a fucking sheep. Oh, okay. You know, it's just all opinions, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's all about opinions. Anyway, Anyway, let's get on to this, because we get sidetracked sometimes with this. Right, we are um, at the beginning of a new uh, issue, and it starts off by saying... Although relegated to the second division, Melchester Rovers had taken maximum points from their early league games, but off-the-field problems were building up for Roy. One of them was Elton Blake, the star of a television series which was being made about the Rovers, and Roy had been asked to coach him. And we see Roy <laughs> and he was on the absolute pitch dog at Mill Park. <laughs> yeah, well, he is. We saw a little bit of him at the end last time. He was getting his studs caught in the turf as he tried to take a shot from six yards out. Yeah. He looked as if he was doing some kind of weird dance. Uh, so Roy is showing him now how to kick a ball. And it's weird. You've got Roy in a tracksuit and then pseudo Roy in a Melchester strip watching him. It's all a bit uh, psychedelic. It's very confusing. It's very confusing to work out who's who, other than by Ooh. their body language, because the what's-his-name, matey boy, the illustrator, has done a really good job mm. of drawing a picture of someone playing football who can't play football very well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> He's sort of lumbering over the yeah. ball like a yeti. Very much yeah. like But Roy's how um Go on. West Ham centre back Gary Strodder of the uh late eighties used to conduct himself on the football pitch. <laughs> I'll go so far as to say I've never even heard of Gary Strodder. I remember uh, a commentator once. No recollection at all. I remember listening to a game when I was a kid on West Ham uh, on on the radio in West Ham playing live. And Gary Strodder had only recently been signed by John Lyle, mm. who usually, you know, we were sort of, he was a legend and we trusted anyone he bought because he had such an amazing track record. But he'd mm. bought this Gary Strodder from Lincoln City. And the commentator, I can't remember who it, said, it was, says, and there, wearing the number six claret and blue shirt, um, once worn by the greatest defender of them all, Bobby Moore, <laughs> a picture of elegance. Dignity, <laughs> skill, and intelligence. Where once stood more, now stands Gary Strodder. And that's all he, he sort of left it at that. And I was so fucking fuming with the commentator, but he had a point. Strodder was rubbish. Anyway. It wasn't trying to suggest he was the heir to the throne or anything like that. Then. I think he sort of was suggesting that John Lala tried to buy an heir to the throne and had failed miserably. Yeah. yeah. I'll just add that the 1970s Royal the Rovers appears to be £13.79 on Music Magpie, if you want to get a copy Well, I've just bought the... I don't know why it said on yours it was out of stock, because I've just bought 60s and 70s while we've been sat oh, You've here. already got 70s. No, sorry, 60s and 50s. 
Yeah, I've got it as well because it was just out of stock on on Amazon. You could get it used from someone else. But, but there's a new. There's also another seventies one that is not the one that I've got, not the one in the series that we've got, like the 80s. There's one that is the Tiger Years. It's the 1970s, the Tiger Years, and they've just taken out, before he had his own comic, he was just a character in Tiger. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not out yet. That's that's out later at the end of this month. Oh, yeah, 28th of May 2020. Yeah, Yeah. all right. Well, probably worth a pre-order. And there seems to be two covers of the 1970s one. There's a one with a forward by Frank Skinner, but they've got two yeah, that's, covers. Yeah, that's the one that I've got. The one I've got is the one with a forward by Frank Skinner, and that was what's, when what's, he started his own comic, right? And that's that sort of links the, to this 80s one that we're reading at the moment. Whereas this new one that on comes... What's he doing on the cover, then? There's, the, the one there's, that, there's, two, there's one cover where he's taking a shot from outside the box. There's another one where he's doing an overhead kick. Uh, I think it's and shot from outside the, the box. 70s. But it also says Roy of the Rovers Best of the 70s Volume 2 mm. is mm. out next year. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I've got to say, however much you're enjoying Best of the 80s, having read Best of the 70s earlier this year, it's <laughs> if anything, it's better. The storylines are so wacky and fucking out there. And Roy's quite a lot younger um, and yeah. still struggling to you know manage the team and all the personalities. Yeah. It's mainly all the same players, like Guthrie's still very much in it, Blackie, of course. But there's some incredible fucking things. The best bit, don't want, I won't give it all away, but in the summer he goes and accepts an invitation to play for a team in the fledgling <laughs> US League, right? You mentioned this. To help yeah. them out because... An ex-mate of theirs is fallen on hard times, has gone out and is playing for them, but they're on the verge of bankruptcy. So he writes I'll... and invites Roy and Blackie to come and play a few games from over the summer to see if they can like basically get more attention and yeah. money in. And it, it's fucking incredible. I'm going to say this is the third time you've mentioned that storyline on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this could be this could be where Top Flight Time Machine begins to run out material. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, cut it out. Well, is it, what can I say? It's a good storyline. You know, it's uh, it's worthy of three mentions. I'm I, I'm not going to rule out mentioning it again. Perhaps even on uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll go and read it after this. Where were we? Yeah. So right. Roy is trying to coach Elton Blake, and he's. This is also this is a gift to the nation. It's a gift to the readership because this is a little bit of free coaching for all the readers as well. It is, yeah. He's showing you how to kick a ball properly. Yeah. He's uh, he's over the ball. He says, "So get your non-kicking foot alongside the ball, body leaning right forward, and don't forget to keep your head." And Elton Blake interjects, "All right, Rex, I think I know how to kick a football properly." Oh God, which he fucking evidently doesn't. Mm. From the previous issue. So uh, Roy bites his tongue and goes, Okay, Elton, take a shot at Charlie Carter from the penalty spot. Aim to keep the ball low. Blake strides up. Fairly basic stuff, but if you insist. And he takes the penalty and skies the fucker over the crossbar. The cunt. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Roy's Oops. loving it. See what I mean? Your body was leading too far you go, back cunt. at the moment of contact. <laughs> now who's the cunt? Don't answer that question. It's fucking rhetorical, cunt. And what I like is Blackie and Duncan are standing really near to him, just fucking laughing. <laughs> fucking actor, Grinning cunt. from eating over here. You're yeah. fucking idiot. That's the last time you'll, invo- you'll ignore advice from the great Floyd race. 
and then Blake tries again in the next frame and he's done that thing again where he's just judded his toe end into the pitch uh, and he goes ow yeah uh, Roy says you overdid it that time your left foot was placed too far in front of the ball it's not easy it's you know me and you probably take kicking a football for granted because we've been doing it for a long yeah, time but true. is it that easy really mm. I don't think it is, is you it? see got, people in coached. the park you see like someone you know like well like an actor for instance mm. and you're in the park and a ball a your kids, local actor kids are playing football and the ball rolls to them and you see them shit themselves I mean mm. I shit it a little bit like I know how to kick it but I want to kick it really well I want to kick it I so well that they go time. that yeah. some of the kids go some of the local rough kids might go bruv are you an ex-pro will you come and play <laughs> with us bruv bruv are you Gary Strodder <laughs> you look like Gary Strodder you know <laughs> nah lads I used to, yeah lads I used to dabble a little bit you know when I was a youngster but nah thanks for saying it though do you want to play with yeah. us mate please we really want to learn some of your tricks <laughs> yeah alright then come on <laughs> it's, never, it's never happened <laughs> no you've got to say no you've got to say no because then you'll be exposed no sorry, sorry lads other things to do have a great day though yeah keep it up stay lads. safe yeah, keep dreaming. Uh, work hard. <laughs> and remember, stay in school. Do your studies too, because it's, it's both important. <laughs> and uh, keep off the bad stuff and then pat your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> like David Bowie. <laughs> Give him the old Bowie. Keep off the bad keep stuff. Off the It'll Mr. only Kipman. fuck you up. <laughs> you know, the, the turkey dippers, the chicken twizzlers, <laughs> you know, all of that. So it's full of preservatives. Keep off the fun and fancies, lads. <laughs> cut, cut, cut back on the afternoon tea <laughs> remember lads no more than one bag of crisps a day yeah anyway gotta go be lucky <laughs> and they'll always remember that do you know what I mean they'll always remember that little meeting yeah. it'll live with them a yeah, lot of them don't right. have dads mate a lot of them don't have father yeah, figures it. at home right and I know what that's, that's what like mm. and so I know that a man like me with the gravitas I carry right just mm. by stopping, taking the time to just spend a little mm. bit of time talking to them, passing on a little bit of what I know about life mm. and about football, right? Yeah. Um, just a little bit of attention I show them. They're not used to attention, yeah. a lot of these lads, and that's why a lot of them will, you know, turn to fondant fancies and other toxic things that can <laughs> ruin their lives, right? Turkey twizzlers. Yeah. yeah. And they'll, it's always, like, they'll always look... They'll think, yeah, that kid, that kid, that, that, that man, he showed faith in me. He was the, the first band. man who's ever who's ever sort of shown t- taken the time to get to know the real me. Yeah, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And God bless you, Gary Strudder. God bless you, man. You're like an angel. Nah, lads, I'm just a normal bloke trying to make my way in the world. Right? If I can pass <laughs> on a little bit of what I've learned along the way, then all well and good. Right? But I'm no hero. I'm just a local just- dad. I'm just living out loud. I'm just a local dad living out loud, right? (laughs) But literally, don't any of you come and knock round my house ever or anything like that, right? (laughs) This is this. Let's let's draw a line. Let's draw a line (laughs) under this interaction now. You take what you will from it. I'll carry on, and then that'll be that. Yeah, just enjoy the game. (laughs) Be lucky. 
Right, so where are we? Uh, yeah, Elton Blake tries again. Uh, Roy says to him, yeah, your left foot was placed too far in front of the ball. And it says then, Roy was beginning to despair of teaching the conceited actor anything. <laughs> uh, I'm beginning to despair on. of teaching this conceited actor anything, Blackie. Roy, <laughs> Roy, I know what you mean, he is conceited. Roy, I've got a great plan now. I'll go and get the gravel and the sock. Right, we'll disappear him. <laughs> we'll disappear him like we did that lad in Turkey after the misunderstanding at the market. <laughs> Over the disagreement you had in that Turkish bazaar. And we had to make that boy disappear. Right, we'll do the same work on him. And then... That get- time you said we were just haggling. <laughs> and then it all got messy. Got horrible, didn't it? But anyway... It all turned all's, all, all's well that ends well, as far as that situation was concerned. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, we do the same number on this bloke, right? And then I, I was thinking, Roy, who better to play the great Roy race than the man who knows him best? Me, Bucky Gray? <laughs> oh, come on, Bucky, no. You're not an actor, I need you playing football. No, it's okay, Roy. <laughs> I've got the wig and everything. Look, I brought it in with me just in case. I've got a blown wig so I can talk just like you. And I've been practising doing your voice in front of my mirror. I even I even started shaving all my body hair off like you do, Roy. I'm all smooth like you are, Roy. <laughs> and look, Roy, I bought the same car as you. I've even got the same number plate. <laughs> Right, this was meant to happen. <laughs> uh, so Roy's Roy's trying to teach him a little bit more. He says, hey, let, "Let's try some headers, Elton. Try try and get slightly above the ball at impact and use your neck muscles." <laughs> Elton's livid what? at this point. <laughs> Elton's livid. He's going, "All right, get on with it." <laughs> and then we see a close up of fucking. <laughs> Ball. The ball <laughs> fucking smacking him right in the face and there's oh. mud coming off it. And he goes, oh. And then someone thinks, I'm going to guess it's Roy. Good grief. He's ended it with his nose. You know what? This reminds oh, me then- of, um, I was at the wreck when I was about 10 and mm. we were playing um, football. Like It was a school lesson. We had this brilliant thing at our school, where at my primary school, where out the, at the at the back of the uh, playground, you opened mm. a gate and there was a little sort of garden area, right? It, it was like a secret mm. wood that belonged to school. It was tiny. It was tiny. It was about the size of like a, a normal sized back garden, but it had all like trees and wild flowers and and wildlife, right? So you went in there. Beautiful. But the, what they did was right. They got the council to build a pathway out the back of that that led right. to the local wreck, right? So what it felt like when you did football, it felt like you were coming out of a dressing, a changing room, which was your school classroom, right? And yeah. then going through a tunnel that led out onto the pitch at Wembley. That's what it felt like, Ooh, right? Because it nice. was this par- private pathway the council built with a fence at either end, so it just directly linked the school to the local wreck. And we would come out. It's little so stuff like that that matters, isn't if, it? If you were playing another school, right, our home mm. pitch was not in our school. It was the local wreck. So the school yeah. would come to the wreck and they'd go in the normal front entrance through the gates and they'd be waiting mm. on the pitch. And then they'd be expecting us to come through the gate. Hey, 
Guess what, dickheads? No. Surprise, the <laughs> fucking prize. Bang. Right. Here we come. A, ge- a fence at the back of the park would open, a gate would open, and we'd all fucking come out in our kit. All right, dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you'd already won the psychological battle. Do you know what I mean? You'd taken them totally by surprise. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jalapeño. Anyway, <laughs> I was training. I was, yeah, we were playing there one day in a lesson, PE lesson, and we were playing with quite a heavy plastic ball. You know, you get flyaway plastic balls, right, yeah. for a quid in the, in the newsagent. But then you had like a heavier ball, so it wasn't as good as a leather ball. But it was, do you know what I mean? It was between, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know when it's very cold and wet, and the wet Mm. cold ball hits you hard, smack on the thigh, and it's one of the worst stings. I mean, this is well documented. It's an old chestnut to discuss this, but it happened to me. And there was this kid, and I won't say his name, but his name was Paul, and he was two years above, and he had left and gone to secondary school, but. He was a, a terrible lad and was just like truant in every day. And he was standing watching us in the middle of the day, should have been at school, watching the kids from his old school playing football, smoking a fag, mm. right? As if to taunt the teacher, as if like, you've got no jurisdiction over me anymore. And he was there with his mate and the ball smacked me really hard on the leg. And I admit, right, like Elton Blake here. <laughs> I buckled, right? I was 10. I fucking buckled, right? I properly buckled. That's all right. And I literally, I didn't try and smile through it. I literally grabbed my leg and I was like going, ah! <laughs> like practically crying. Do you know what I mean? Like tears yeah. in my eyes and everything. I wasn't trying to style it out. I couldn't. I was like, ah! Mm. Ah! <laughs> like I'd like been shot. And he was fucking, him and his mate were standing there smoking fags pissing themselves laughing right and fucking heckling me the cunt anyway do you know what i'm telling you it reminded me seeing elton blake take one in the face there the cunt just friend requested me on facebook oh you cunt right fuck off yeah and he was that was probably the main thing i remember him doing to fuck me off but over the years he did loads of things like he grabbed my mate him and his mates grabbed my mate by the ankles and dangled him into the river thames dipped his head yeah. in and everything and another time he was a suspected part of a gang that stole all of my mate's bikes from outside the snooker club in one massive fucking, fucking theft right never proved but so this cunt he's a serial offender right he was a fucking bane of my life through my like yeah. childhood and adolescence right a local dickhead yeah. and now it's 2020 we're in the middle of a fucking yeah. pandemic right 
he's seen that I've gone on to become Britain's top journalist, right? Yeah, and he thought, oh, I can make something out of this cunt. Reflect the glory. Yeah. Do you know what? He can fuck off. I, I mm. thought about accepting it and then, like, you know, saying to him, all right, cunt, what about mm. that time you laughed at me taking a fucking wet ball in the thigh? All right. He won't remember that. He'll have done stuff like that day after day. He won't remember yeah, it. He'll be like this. Join the fucking queue, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the latest cunt. I used to laugh cunt, at every um, cunt weaker than me. <laughs> if you're the latest cunt queuing up on Facebook to fucking complain about some time I laughed about you when you were a kid, right? Join the fucking queue because it's a long one. <laughs> Take a ticket like you do at the fucking deli counter up Sainsbury's. I'll call your number when I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. prick I'll be like mate alright you think you're so fucking I'll come round to my wreck now on a rainy day and I'll smack a fucking ball at your thigh yeah he'd never go for that would he you know I don't think he'd be up for that no yeah. it's probably not gonna happen you never know though um right so uh, some of the watching rovers couldn't restrain themselves any longer Blake's just head of the ball with his nose it upsteps Noel Blake resident comedian <laughs> if they put that in the show the viewers will think it's a comedy series Blake's on his, on his ass, livid he goes why you <laughs> he's not having that is he <laughs> no black Blackie Grey to the right hand side is laughing into his hand at this point <laughs> he's like literally uh, <laughs> he's you know when you totally <laughs> lose it about something yeah <laughs> he's totally fucking <laughs> lost it he's lost it like I did when we did that Paul Skulls and Reg Varney call with that bloke yeah it's that yeah. level where you just can't function and you think your, your lungs might burst. He's got his left arm across his chest and his right hand's over his mouth because he can't control himself. <laughs> Roy just looks perplexed by this whole thing. And uh, Elton Blake's giving it, Why you? And we turn the page. Blake's back on his feet. What is this? Some kind of conspiracy? I, I bet you made that ball swerve deliberately race so what? that I would mistime the header. Hey. How the fuck can I do that? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm Roy Race, but I can't fucking make objects move. I'm not Yoda, you cunt. Do you think I want this TV show to make me look like a piece of shit? Because that's how it's going at the minute yeah. with you. Use I need you to be head. the best you can be. Uh, Roy says, no, no, well, wait a minute. Blake almost snarled at the programme director. Of course, called Dennis Lauder. With his big flowery shirt on. And his weird chin uh, strap beard, like a Mormon yeah. or a Quaker. <laughs> well, this is it. He's got white hair. He's got a black beard. Mm. <laughs> no moustache. Like I said before, it reminds me a lot of a pro- TV producer that we know. Yeah. Yeah. But without the beard. But um, David Skew's dipped into his box of weirdos for this fella, hasn't he? <laughs> um, he's got, he's, yeah, yeah, TV producer, eh? <laughs> Right, oh, what do those cunts look like? I don't know, like one of those fucking weird sex freaks you get up solo or something. <laughs> what they call them? Fucking bohemians, all smoking pot and voting Labour. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Having open marriages on all that malarkey makes you sick, <laughs> fucking communists. <laughs> There, there, I've done him. <laughs> yeah, he looks appropriately cunt. fucking morally bankrupt. <laughs> what kind of cunt grows a beard without a moustache? A deviant cunt, that's what. 
<laughs> so Blake turns to Dennis Loader and says, I'll never learn anything from him, Loader. Fix me up with another club where I'll get some decent coaching. <laughs> this is the cut who he's supposed to be playing in the fucking TV show. How's he going to get anyone more Roy Race than Roy Race? <laughs> Fuck's sake. And Dennis Loader says, I'll see what I can do, Elton. Uh, and then Elton turns to, sorry, Dennis Lauder turns to Roy and says, uh, sorry about that, Roy. Our Elton is proving to be something of a pain in the neck. We might just have a, to cast someone else for the part. <laughs> Roy says, I mean, this just reads in the voice we've given Roy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. He just says, he just says, soak yourself, Dennis. I couldn't care less who does it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate, i got enough going on, right? You could get Richard Burton or the cunt who plays Benny out of Crossroads. I it couldn't give a Richard shit either way. Briars. Doesn't matter. Get Rod Jane just and fucking Freddie to do it. Right, <laughs> fucking get the cunt that plays Bungle off Rainbow for all I care. <laughs> He's actually quite funny, to be fair. <laughs> oh god! Oh man! As the filming session continued in the absence of the temperamental star, uh, Roy's hitting some shots of Charlie Carter, and Black is just having a chat with him. He just says, "You just can't win, Roy." If Blake gets the sack now, he'll claim that you had something to do with it. <laughs> a fucking busybody. Fuck. <laughs> right. That's what I'm, just what I'm worried about, Blackie. Why are you fucking worried yeah. about what some actor cunt thinks about you? Exactly. You're Roy Race. You're Britain's yeah. and arguably the world's greatest footballer. You're the, you're the player manager. You're an easy street. You've been relegated and no one cares. You've got a job for life. Mm. This fucking actor business should not be like even fucking... Hey, you know what Blake's doing? He's living it. He's <laughs> living in your head rent-free. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't like about it. That's why I want you to give me the green light to get the sock on the gravel. <laughs> Just say the word, Roy. You can't have him living up there in to... your bonds rent-free. You don't even need to say a word. Just give me a wink. I'll know. I'll know what it means. I know the wink. I remember it from the Turkish Bazaar. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. That was a fucking great away win, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, fair enough. There were a few off-field issues that you know, weren't ideal. <laughs> but you can't beat that feeling at two points away in fucking Turkey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh. Who are like um, the Crusades, and, and I was fucking Richard the Lionheart. <laughs> and then it says, in fact, Roy had one or two other worries, and the panel just gives us four people who are now Roy's enemies. Yeah. And Roy's, Roy's thinking about them. Sorry, there's just three. One of them's Roy himself. I thought it was Elton Blake, but it's not. He says, uh, Vic Guthrie, behaving like a spoiled brat because I've had to suspend him. Uh Kenny Logan's father accusing me of enticing his son away from the family Whatever business. Whatever his name is, I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> it was Arthur, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but so, whatever. It's, I just call him Kenny I'll Logan's just call him father. Kenny Logan's father. And my rogue of a cousin, Arnie Meckiff, operating a land agent's business, which sounds like an out-and-out -out swindle. He's had no contact at all with Arnie Meckiff other than pressing his nose up against the window of his shop. I don't know. So I why is he worried about Arnie, that? So, to me, the I only one... Arnie could be an enemy. I don't think the actor's a problem. And I think Arnie Meckiff, just leave him to it. It's his fucking business, not yours. If he wants to start up a bankrupt 
fuck. If he wants to start a dodgy business up, let him get on get with him, it. On Keep with your it. fucking nose out. He's not out, living right? under Roy's roof, is he? He's not. He's exactly. not living with them anymore. Vic Guthrie, well, this just goes with the territory, mate. You're a football manager. There's never not going to be a time when you're having shit yeah. from a player, right? And yep. um, the, probably the biggest problem, if it was, if I was in Roy's situation right now, I know this isn't one of our life logistics episodes, no. but it's a nice crossover. I would say yeah. that Kenny Logan's dad is the main issue because he has actually tried to physically attack him. He knows where he lives yeah, yeah. and he seem, he totally does great. seem unstable and like he's got a serious drink problem because he was quite pissed when he turned up at Roy's rig, wasn't he? So yeah, I totally would be a great. bit worried about him. But the others, it's just like, pff, whatever, mate. The actor's just a fucking actor. I mean, if I was Roy, I would have mm-hmm. cancelled the TV production ages ago anyway. I would have said, look, this is it. You said you were going to just be on the sidelines and not interfere. I've just been relegated, right? We've got a big season and I'm ahead. I'm coach this cunt. Exactly. Anyway, onwards. As Roy led out the Rovers for their next home league game against Northfield a few days later, uh, and there they caught the pitch. Fans are all there shouting, Manchester, Manchester. And Roy thinks, at least our fans are happy. Just look at that crowd. And one of them confirms it by shouting, Rock on, Rovers! Fucking hell. Rock on! Riz, Isn't that David Essex? Riz lifted from, from Bobby Ball. Oh, yeah. Rock on, Tommy! Rock on, Tommy. But before that, it was David Essex who had a song called Rock David on. David Essex sang Rock on. He did, yeah. But David Essex, West Ham fan. I don't think he'd be up there at Melchester. No. Let's not delve too deeply into that, though. Let's not analyse that too much, I don't think. Doesn't need to be done. Rock uh, on! Says, and then uh, it's one of those where Skew's obviously got a deadline and he hasn't got enough to fill the page, so he's just put a panel with the team lineup in. Uh, with Mervyn Wallace also out of action because of injury, Roy had brought in Cyril Storky Knight. Fuck it, we haven't heard of him this before. This is what we've never heard of before, Storky. is it? <laughs> Storky Knight. <laughs> I guess he's got long legs. Or wings, yeah. or he's got history of delivering babies. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Maybe he's he was a, a, he's a, a midwife. A huge beef. <laughs> yeah, could be any of them things. We haven't seen him yet, so we'll find out when we get to see him. So there's the team lineup: Charlie Carter and goal back four. Noel Baxter, Steve Naylor, Cyril Knight, Duncan Mackay, three in midfield: Jimmy Slade, Blackie Gray, Paco Diaz, and Kenny Logan, Roy Race, Vernon Elliott up front. Strong team that. Strong team. A little bit for, unbalanced for in midfield two. because Diaz is a very traditional winger. I mean, like mm. you don't get him so much any anymore, do you? But in those days, he was just someone who would hug the fucking touchline, yeah. get the ball and just attack. And so yeah, my concern got, is that with Slade and Gray... You've got Slade and Gray there who'll do a lot of the dirty work, I think. Yeah. But then and I it's don't only know, the fucking like, second who's, division, who's, Sam. who's taking care of the other flank, the right flank. I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of quality. I just question the the um, formation. Yeah, this is 1981. I don't think attacking players track back then. I've been full backs just out of deal like with most it. people. Um, I've been watching a huge amount of old football as I've documented, um, yeah. but not just the World Cups, where obviously you see the creme de la creme, but a lot of old like West Ham matches that people right. put up on Facebook groups and stuff like that. And I was talking to a mate today about it, and we were like, have you noticed that pretty much every goal resulted from a mistake, right? Yeah. Every fucking goal was some... Basically, they talk about 
two things. Okay, well, the pitches were worse. Very true. And you can see how that impacts on the style of football. And the balls themselves were worse. They were very heavy, right? Mm. So they couldn't zip around the pitch like they do now. But even accounting for all of that, the players couldn't... Their first touch was, for the most part, dog shit. The ball, <laughs> even when you watch top flight football, right? The ball yeah. fucking pings around. When it comes to you, yeah. you just panic and fucking boot it, right? As far mm. as you can. Right, and people just get it. Their first touch just sucking bounces off their foot, and mm. um, to, someone will get lucky, receive it. But what what often happens is possession is exchanged back and forth continuously yeah. in midfield for fucking ages because yeah. one side give the ball away to the other side, they give it immediately back. Everyone's yeah. shit, basically, is what I'm saying. I was watching. I was watching a bit of England Switzerland from Euro '96 the other day. When I was watching that, and there was a lot of that going on in that as well. Lots, yeah. Although I've been watching that game because myself and Len, Len's the, Thomas Bradshaw, uh, one of our top premium cunters, um, yeah. has actually designed a wall chart for for to watch the Euro '96 with. I saw that. Yeah, Len has printed that out and committed mm. to watching every game. Right, Blimey. without knowing the scores, he li- he doesn't know Fucking anything. Hell. For all he knows, England win, right? Um, and I can't believe his commitment to it because we've started with England, mm. Switzerland. We're not quite at the end yet, and that in that tournament there was a lot of great games that England played in. In fact, they were all great apart from that one. Right, the opening mm. game was obviously a bore draw. Right, but he's he's watching every last moment. So I've been watching it with him. And um, you're right, the quality at times is low. There's a lot of losing possession. There's a lot of gambles that would be unacceptable now. Like Gaza, every time Gaza gets the ball, he does something that I think in the sort of era we live in now with coaches <laughs> like Mourinho, who are risk averse, or coaches like Guardiola yeah. and Klopp, who are all about you keep possession at all costs. They'd haul them off and strangle them, wouldn't they? Gaza yeah. just... He just like every time has free reign to basically lose possession, yeah. even on the edge of his box. Like you know, he'll he'll get it, and every and so fifty percent of the time, Gaza gets the ball, he loses it. But always yeah. not not out of shitness in his case, just always because he's attempted something that's just unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And it might come off, and if it does, he'll be the hero. But that's what he does. When you're watching it, did you like me think, fucking hell, I forgot Steve McManaman was really good. I, never, I was never a fan of Steve McManaman. Well... I always I, thought he was overrated. Yeah, OK. But when you watch that game, he, in, in mm. that England-Switzerland game, he's England's best player. Every time he gets the mm. ball, he beats two players. I couldn't bring okay, myself okay, I'll leave it. I can see you don't want to talk about Steve McManaman. It's fine. No. no. This is anyway, like when I bring up Jamie Oliver. It's the same vibe I'm getting. <laughs> did, you, did you see that uh, your friend Joe Wicks during one of his PE lessons last week, described Margaret Thatcher as wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh don't go. tell me all those fucking people on those <laughs> lunatics on Twitter have gone, ah, typical, I knew he was a Tory scum, I hope he dies. Case closed. <laughs> well, it's enough there. Um, anyway, right. So, Rovers kick off. Fan shouts, they're away! Which is what you do when a match kicks off, isn't it? Um, and there's fucking Trevor Brinsden with his scarf tied round his wrist, shouting, this lot won't stop them. 
And Brinsden's mate says, I wonder if Rovers could beat the league record for the greatest number of consecutive victories from the start of the season. <laughs> Sounds like a natural conversation piece, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So, what, mate? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I was just thinking out loud. Uh, yeah, well, try not to. Sorry. <laughs> uh, a bellowing voice taunted the Northfield fans, and there's a big metal fence there, wire fence between the two sets of fans. Um, and it's Brinsden, and he's throwing a, a, a streamer. Looks like a big toilet roll. Have a streamer, Northfield. You'll need it to blow your noses. Yeah! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but I would say that I, in some ways, I quite like him and respect him because you know, like at school, there's like real, na- like hard, intimidating people. But then there's the person who you yeah. fear the most is the one who's just fucking weird. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just fucking crazy, and that's what he's like. Do you know what I mean? He's like yeah. all over the place. You don't know what the fuck he's going to do next. Random cunt. Yeah. <laughs> You'll need it to blow your noses. Uh, and then someone looks around disapprovingly at the bottom of the frame. Trevor Brinsden's off again. Mm-hmm. And then another one says, Roy's threatened to ban him from the ground. If he incites those Northfield fans, there's going to be trouble. Stop inciting the Northfield fans. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to enjoy the entertainment on the pitch. I'm not inciting them. I'm simply... You are. You th- you told them to blow their noses. I heard you. You you st- you you suggested that their noses are going to run for some reason. How frightful! <laughs> I could so hardly blame them if they. I could hardly blame them if they tore down that fence and started to beat up our fans. In, and not just <laughs> the lads either. Some of the kiddies and the women and the scarfers. Not fair. It's not fair on any of us. Uh, that's it. Uh, it says next week. Get this. Roy leaves the pitch and goes onto the terraces. Oh, fuck this. Fucking hell. So that's that one. Nine uh, nine out of ten for me. Yeah, it's a classic. Nine out of ten. Although there was a lot. I'm going to downgrade that to an eight. There was too much of it in the training session. Too much of the training session. I really enjoyed that bit. Yeah. All right. I'm okay. it, whatever. All right. Steve McManaman. Steve McManaman was a good player, wasn't he? Nice guy, too. See ya. Good, hair, good haircut. <laughs> what did you think of Darren Anderson? 